The prophet foresees a time when the sick will no longer be held captive by disease. The blind will see, and those unable to speak will sing with joy. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here's your God. He will come with vengeance and terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Reading from the letter of James. Be patient, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. Father waits for the precious, the farmer waits for the precious crop of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to Jesus, Are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go, and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, I am sending my messengers ahead of you who will prepare your way before, before you. 
Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord God Almighty, you come with great power and always as a tender young shoot. Amen. Be seated. I want to begin this morning by telling you my favorite Sunday snow story. It was back in the mid to the late 70s. We had just had general convention a few months before, and general convention had approved the ordination of women to the priesthood, as it had previously approved the ordination of women to the diaconate. The presiding bishop at that time, and I don't remember who he was, doesn't matter, came out after that vote at general convention and said he didn't believe that women should be ordained. And I was totally chapped. I thought that he should support the church in the decision that was made. If he had something to say, say it beforehand. And I know why he didn't. He didn't want to, he didn't want to uh, change the outcome of convention. But I still was put off by what he said and when he said it. And in this particular time, I tried to work on the lectionary for the week and come up with a sermon, and I was so angry and frustrated at the presiding bishop, nothing came. Tried on Saturday to write a sermon for Sunday, and nothing came. Worked late in the night on Saturday night, nothing came. Thought, well, I will get up early tomorrow morning, and maybe something will come. And I got up about 4.30, and this was in Newport, Arkansas, which is in north uh, east Arkansas. And there were seven inches of snow on the ground. There was a blizzard. And at the 8 o'clock service, two people were there that day. And I preached on the canticle, uh, the phrase of the canticle, O ye ice and snow, bless ye the Lord. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord forever. That has never happened since then. The one time I couldn't come up with a sermon. Well, I've come up with one for today, and you just have to endure it. So I'll not preach on that canticle. While in his mother's womb, John quickened at the greeting of his mother's kinswoman, Mary, who was also pregnant at the time with Jesus. In the baptism of Jesus, John recognizes Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and says of him, says to him, you should come to be baptized by me. I should be baptized by you. I baptize with water. You baptize with Holy Spirit fire. And now while in prison, John hears of what Jesus is doing, what he's about. And it's not consistent with thoughts of Messiah in that time. It doesn't match what John and others think that Messiah Messiah would do. Thus far, Jesus is not a judgmental messianic figure. Thus far, Jesus is not a great Davidic warrior military figure. He 
associates, I can't get the word out. He associates with sinners in all sorts and conditions of low kinds of people. He breaks Sabbath rules and allows his disciples, his followers, to do the same. He touches lepers and the blind and the deaf, all considered unclean. And so John asks the question, are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? John is very direct in his question. He doesn't mince words. And Jesus is very direct in the answer he sends back to John and doesn't mince words. Go and tell John what you see and hear, what you really see and hear. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk. The poor have good news to preach to them. The dead are raised up. What good is it for one or two blind people to see? What good is it in the kingdom of God for just one or two blind people to see when there's so many who are blind, both physically and spiritually? What good is it in the kingdom for two lame people, one or two lame people to walk again when there's so many who are more who are lame? So many more who are deaf, so many more who are poor and hungry, so many more who are dead, both physically and spiritually. Messiah, bring in a kingdom where everyone is exalted and raised up. Bring down Rome, raise up Israel, the people of God. That will be good news for everyone, not just a few of the rabble sick and maimed. What good is it for a few of the rabble maimed to be healed in comparison to all of Israel, all of the people of God? Well, according to Jesus, the kingdom is ushered in. Ushered in when the least in the kingdom are made whole, when the least in the kingdom are restored in society, in family, and in the religious order. When the least can come to table again and feast again with family. It means everything to them. It means everything to Jesus. But even so, these few who were healed and made whole and restored made little difference even in that world at that time. They were not powerful, nor proud. Perhaps they were happy and joyful, worthy of note, not particularly. Kings and princes would still ignore them. Rome would pay them no attention at all as long as they kept in their place. But that's the way it is in the kingdom. God breaks in through the least who often remain the least, even after that in breaking. In the realm of God's kingdom, these are the small, tender, fragile shoots from the dead stumps. They have been so dead in their body brokenness, Dead to the self, the self that God intends for them. 
that fresh new life, as small and as insignificant as it may seem, counts for everything to them. The dead, cut-down stump of a tree is not anything apart from the fresh, new, tender shoots. I once took some old willow quarter logs, if you will, put them in the ground, put fertilizer around them, and they grew. The stumps didn't know they were dead and would have been but those small, tender shoots that came out of them. The marginal, whom Jesus went out of his way to heal, were nothing apart from the new life which God, which Jesus gave them. And apart from that were, and in spite of that, were still nothing in terms of the scheme of the whole. On Thanksgiving Eve, several weeks ago, three congregations of three denominations gathered together for worship and Eucharist. Holy Spirit Lutheran Church, Advent Episcopal Church, and St. Stanislaus Roman Catholic Church. Three presbyters of the gospel, three priests of three congregations, celebrated that Eucharist with us and for us, each taking a part in that Eucharistic prayer using the Roman Catholic Mass. After 550 years of separation, three priests of three congregations, all rather significant in the whole of Christendom throughout all of the ages, and rather insignificant in comparison to the whole now, said prayers together and made Eucharist together. Three small, tender shoots off of the great sequoia tree of Rome. Three saying together, it can be this way. This was and is a breaking in of the kingdom of God. In that shared liturgy and worship, the proud were put down from the high, their high seat. The lowly, the humble, and meek were exalted. The hungry were filled with good things. And the rich, they went their way empty. Jesus began his work on this earth with the least and the lowly. And he ended his work on this earth with the least and the lowly. Two crucified thieves with him. And even today, the kingdom of God continues in this way among us, for us, through us. As the weak are made strong, as the small and insignificant are given voice, as the least are treated as the greatest. This was the way of God. And still is.
Amen.